الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سبعة يظلهم الله في ظله يوم لا ظل إلا ظله إمام عادل وشاب نشأ في عبادة الله عز وجل أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو سسبكتد علماء الكرام Brothers and elders, Allah Ta'ala out of His grace and mercy is allowing us to witness this Mubarak month. Indeed, we can never fathom what a great gift, what a great bounty and na'mat of Allah Ta'ala this is. Those who were not able to observe this month of Ramadan, ask them, what the value of this Mubarak month is. Many years back, there was one Jamaat that had come from India, one person who was in the Jamaat, he's now late. So he was in the first Jamaat that had gone to one of the Russian states after independence. As soon as that country, Kazakhstan, one of it, had become independent, he was in the first Jamaat that landed few days after independence. And he was giving his whole Karguzari, the whole update of whatever they had experienced there, etc. And in that, one of the things he mentioned, which comes to mind now, was that one of the things that they were shown they were taken to one tree, it was a huge tree, such a huge tree that in order to just realize how huge it is, the local people made them hold hands around the tree. So several, about six, seven people all together could only encircle the tree. This is how big the tree was. And at a cursory glance, you could make out nothing. But then the person pointed out one spot, he says this, Look at this carefully, and he opened a door in the tree. And there was a very narrow staircase going to the bottom, in the, deep down into the trunk of this tree underground. So they took them into this place. And there was a very small little room in there. And he showed him that, do you see this room? This is where we had to come secretly and teach our children Quran Sharif. Because to take the name of Allah Ta'ala also had become a crime. So that was one of the things. And then, he said many homes, in any particular room, there would be a secret basement. And there would be a trap door somewhere in the middle of the room. So people would be sitting and eating on the Dasar Khan. But outwardly it appeared now these people let us eating and eating. But they would keep that Dasar Khan there and continue eating because they don't know when somebody would come to inspect something. And through that trap door which was under the Dasar Khan, covered by the Dasar Khan, there was again one small little room under where people would take turns to go and make Tarawih Salah. So that they are not detected. Because to be taking the name of Allah Ta'ala was putting your life at risk. To perform salah was putting your life on the line. If somebody came to know that someone was fasting, and unfortunately presently in some countries, in some province of China, this is happening today at this point in time. People are being forced not to fast. From a government level. Ask them what is the value of this Mubarak month. And how they are thirsting to be able to perform tarawih salah, to be fasting, to be doing whatever else. They are being forced to eat in the day so that it is obvious that they are not fasting. 
So this is this great na'mat and gift and bounty Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. And these moments are ticking by. Every day we get, every other day there's a message of some funeral, somebody has gone, somebody has passed away. And when our time comes, Allah Ta'ala knows, we have to appreciate these moments to the maximum, use it in a way. On the one hand, this is a great bounty, but it's a very delicate bounty also. The famous hadith that we've heard so many times, when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam stood on the steps of the mimbar and said, Ameen, to the baddu'a of Jibreel Sallallahu Alaihi And one of those baddu'a's curses was, that ba'udha man adraka ramadana falam yukhfar lah. May that person be destroyed, who the month of Ramadan came, and he conducted himself in such a careless way, didn't take any consideration of the Mubarak moments of this Mubarak month, didn't apply himself correctly, as a result he failed to gain his forgiveness. Jibreel is invoking the curse, and in the masjid of Rasulullah on the mimbar he's saying amin to it. So we have to save ourselves from this. And the only way to save ourselves from this is to apply ourselves correctly. To dedicate ourselves in a way that we earn the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. Among these, the things that will enable us to do this, some of the things that we discussed a few nights ago, especially those of us who are in Atikaf, we be very, very careful, especially about our tongue. And this applies to anyone and everyone. This month of Ramadan has been given to us for the purpose of acquiring taqwa. One of the primary prescriptions for acquiring this taqwa is Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullah wa qulu qawlan sadida. O you who believe, ittaqullah, the same command of taqwa. Fi Allah ta'ala, adopt taqwa. How? What is the prescription? So among other things, qulu qawlan sadida. Control your tongue. Say what is right only. Don't say anything that will earn the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. So this is for all times. It's not for Ramadan and only. But Ramadan is the period of time to train ourselves to acquire all this for rest of life. So especially in this Mubarak month and especially in the house of Allah Ta'ala to be super conscious that we don't say anything out of line. We will speak some things but it mustn't even border anywhere close to something that is incorrect. And we keep it to the bare minimum. To the bare minimum, we keep our time occupied in the work that we have come for. And keep focus of our objective. The objective is to connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. All the ibadat, etc. is to help us in this objective. If we've left the masjid having performed a lot of ibadat, alhamdulillah, but... Have we connected ourselves to Allah Ta'ala? Have we developed this bond? This is the thing to keep checking within ourselves. Nevertheless, the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that was recited, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, There are seven categories of people who Allah Ta'ala will grant them the shade of his arsh, the shade of his throne, on that day when there will be no other shade. Referring to the day of Qiyamah. And the day of Qiyamah is that day, according to the ahadith, that where the sun will be just above the heads of the people. Now, when the sun is so many thousands of miles away, millions of miles away, and we cannot bear the heat, on a hot day, can we imagine when the sun will be barely above the heads of the people? As a result, in the hadith, it's the details come that some person will be up to his ankles in perspiration, somebody up to his knees in perspiration, somebody up to his waist in perspiration, somebody up to his neck in perspiration, and somebody is barely just keeping head above water, so to say. Depending on the kind of a'mal a person did, what sins he was involved in, those sins now will become the situation for him accordingly on that day. So such a difficult day. And on such a difficult day, Allah Ta'ala will bless some people with the shade of his arsh. What a great honor. What a great bounty of Allah Ta'ala on that day. 
So this is a very great thing to try and acquire. So these are the seven categories. We go to fit ourselves in these seven categories. At least some categories we go to fit ourselves in. So that we become eligible to earn this great bounty on the day of Qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala, His grace is unlimited. Allah Ta'ala's mercy is unlimited. Allah Ta'ala wants us to show the talab and show the little effort from our side. We cannot do anything. What we will present is not worthy of presenting. Like this one Bedouin, times were going very difficult for him and his family and he was having a very hard time. So his wife said to him, that why don't you go and ask the Khalifa, go to Baghdad, ask the Khalifa for something. So he says, well I will go, but then you need to go and going to the Khalifa, going to his court, you need to take some gift as well. So what am I going to take? We've got nothing. So she said, well, she had no idea that what is Baghdad all about because they were staying in a far off place from there. So she said, well, this well that we have here, I don't think they've got water like ours. But that well also was almost dried up. There was muddy water left in there. She said, why don't you take one earthen pot of this water and go? Because they don't probably have this kind of thing. He said, very well. So she filled one earthen pot of water of that well which was muddy water and he took it and went along. So he came all the way to Baghdad and he says, I've come to see the Khalifa. So in any case, they took him along and now this Bedouin, simple person, not familiar with the protocols of the royal court, etc. He just walked right in and he came and left this earthen pot right at the foot of the Khalifa on his near his throne. So he asked, what is this? So he said, this is, he in his own way tried to describe it, excellent water. He said, Hada ma'ul jannah. This is the water of jannat. So Khalifa said, fine, open it. So they opened it. Now he had come through such a long journey and the dust and whatever else. So this water was almost now gone. It was, there was an odor in it. And they opened this pot of this lid this odor started filling the place. But this Khalifa was a very, very pious person and a very compassionate person. He didn't even make any indication to make it obvious that he is now perceiving this odor. So everybody else had to also just pretend the same. Because he, he is not showing anything. Who else will have the guts to show that they are being offended by this smell? So then he called his people and said, take this and put it away in my special in my khazana, in my treasury. And in return, put this water away there and in return fill his pot with coins of gold, gold coins. Because he brought us such a good gift. So in any case, they filled that pot of his with gold coins. Now after some time he was there, whatever. Now he's returning. So the, was it, the king said, the khalifa said to the person who was there, that now go see him off, but see him off via the road where he will walk along the banks of the Tigris River. So now this person is going back, but now he's going via the route as he comes and he's walking alongside this river, this mass of water, pure, clean water, and he hadn't seen anything like this in his life. Now he realized what he gave and what he got in return. So this is the compassion of one earthly being of dunya who is also a servant of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's compassion is far beyond this. What we will present is not even like that dirty water also, the quality of it. Because our amal are so weak, we should nevertheless make qadr of that, that too we should make shukr. Allah Ta'ala gives us a tawfiq of the amal, we shouldn't regard it as totally null and void or not worth anything but it is not worthy of presenting Allah Ta'ala's mercy is limitless if we genuinely do what is in our capacity sincerely we do what is in our capacity Allah Ta'ala will grant us according to his shan according to his greatness so this 
Hadith Nabi Sallallahu says that on the day of Qiyamah, seven categories of people, Allah Ta'ala will give them the shade of his arsh. The first category mentioned is Imamun Adilun, a just ruler. A just ruler, one is a person who is in government, ruler, king, president, whatever. But this is not confined to him. A person who is the head of his household. So it applies to him in that capacity. The person who is the head of his business, who is the head over anybody, and he has to now exercise his judgment over things. So now is he just? Or is he guided by his nafs and makes judgments according to whatever he desires, and in the process he causes people to be harmed, oppresses others? So obviously this is a major crime, this is zulm. The hadith Nabi Islam says that zulm ad'a shay'in ila niqma. The thing that brings the azab of Allah Ta'ala quickest is zulm. The quickest thing that brings the azab of Allah Ta'ala is zulm and oppression. And this is not just confined to oppression on a government scale, on that level. Even in our individual capacity, we have to check within ourselves, in terms of our families, in terms of our subordinates, our employees, whoever we have to deal with, are we in any way committing oppression and zulm? And the zulm, say, Khuda ke yaha, der hai and der nahi. Allah Ta'ala gives respite. Allah Ta'ala is not unaware. It doesn't mean that a person, nothing happened, person did what he wanted, oppressed anybody, broke anybody's heart, did anything, and nothing seems to have happened. Life is still carrying on, so what's there? Nothing. This is the respite from Allah Ta'ala. This is the rope. Perhaps the person will realize his folly, realize his mistake, make toba, amend the wrong. Whatever right of somebody he has taken away, return it, or he has hurt somebody, gain his forgiveness. So Allah Ta'ala gives some respite for this. But the person goes on heedlessly, then someday that rope gets so long that he hangs himself with that same rope. So this is one aspect of it, Imamun Adilun, person who is a just ruler, is always upholding Adil and justice. There's much detail in this, but the crux of it is to always uphold justice. And our Shaykh Hazrat Mawashaki Mudakhtar Sahib Rahmatullahi, he used to give one further meaning to this. He said, Allah Ta'ala inspired my heart with this meaning. That every single person is a ruler over himself. The capital is his heart. And all these limbs and organs are the provinces. Is he just in terms of the province of the eyes? Is he using it correctly? Or is he oppressing the eyes by using it wrongly? Because sin is zulm. Inna shirka la zulmun azim. Allah Ta'ala says shirk is the worst oppression. So shirk is oppression. Likewise sin is an oppression. It's an oppression upon oneself. So, is a person just in terms of the province of the eyes? Is he exercising justice in terms of the province of the ears, the province of the tongue, by using it correctly? Or is he using it wrongly? On the day of Qiyamah, all these limbs will give testimony in front of Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, this person made me do this. So the limbs will complain about the oppression they were subjected to. So a person who is using the limbs of his body correctly, then he is now being just. And if he is misusing it, this is oppression on himself. So the first category is Imamun Adilun. Then Nabi Islam says, وَشَابٌ نَشَأَ فِي عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ That young person who sacrificed his youth for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. He grew up in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Because the youth is a time, as in Urdu it is said sometimes, Jawani, Diwani. Jawani means youth, Diwani means madness. This is actually a translation of a Hadith Sharif. A shababu shu'batum minal junoon. 
that youth is a branch of insanity. It's not insanity itself. But if a person doesn't control himself, he becomes like insane. Nobody can tell him anything. And he'll do what he wants. And did anybody come in his way? When things when go to a person's head, then it becomes very, very difficult. And that youth is a time when a person has all the strength, all the vigor. He can do what he wants. And especially if there's wealth in the mix. If there's no control over oneself and there's wealth in the hands, then this is a very dangerous mix. This is a very volatile mixture and very, very inflammable. can explode at any time. So that person who used this very, very delicate part of his life in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, there were a lot of temptations, a lot of things inviting him, but he did not give in to those temptations. He suppressed those desires that were taking him to haram. He said, my heart can break, but I won't break the command of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala blesses him in dunya also, and this will be the great reward and honor for him on the day of Qiyamah. That he will be invited into the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. The time of Shah Abdul Aziz, one person who was his student, one day he came in a little delayed into the class. But he came and quietly sat down at the back. So several times Shah Abdul Aziz was busy teaching Hadith Sharif, delivering the lesson of Hadith. And he asked that who has applied some ithar? Everybody, well, didn't know who he was referring to or what he's referring to. But everybody could send something. And when he asked it for the second time, people started indicating in the direction of that student who had come last and was sitting at the back quietly. So, any case, eventually, after the lesson or whenever it was, he called him and asked him that, what is this ether you have applied? So this person is silent, he's not saying anything. See, what have you, this is something unique. So then finally he related his incident. See, as I was on my way to the lesson, from this one house, there was like some call, some lady was in kind of distress, shouting for some help. So in any case, I came to the door to see now what, something is an emergency or whatever. So on some pretext, she had me come into the house. And as soon as I was in the house, she locked the doors. And then she said, that either you fulfill my desire, or otherwise I will make a hue and cry, and I will accuse you of coming in and trying to defile my honor. Now he is in this situation. So, if he tries to run out, she's going to make a false accusation, slander him. That too is a big problem for him. And he can't break the command of Allah Ta'ala. So he says, at that time, Allah Ta'ala helped me, inspired my heart. I said, okay, fine. I just want to relieve myself first. So she showed him the way to the toilet. In those days was the bucket system. So he went into the toilet and he was now making an effort to protect his iman. This was a situation, he was in a kind of life and death situation in terms of his iman. He locked himself in there and whatever filth was there, lying in there, he took that and started putting it all over his body and clothes. And then he walked out in that condition. When she saw him in this condition, she got a shock and she thought this is some madman. She chased him out and he immediately left from there went quickly to some nearby place, washed himself, cleaned himself, and he came late for the lesson. But he says, ever since I put this filth on myself to save my iman, this is a natural fragrance Allah Ta'ala has put in me. That I put the stench in order to protect myself. In return, this is something which Allah Ta'ala sometimes, it doesn't, it's not the rule, that it always happens so dramatically. 
Allah will bless a person certainly for whatever efforts he makes for deen and whatever sacrifices he makes. It's not necessary, it'll always happen so dramatically. But in any case, on that occasion, Allah made this as a lesson and ibrat for others. Once in a while, Allah makes certain things apparent. He says, this is something I haven't applied. This is no ether that I bought anywhere. This is something naturally coming from me. And ever since this incident, this is all the time the case. So when a person will suppress those desires, it's not gone in vain. He hasn't lost out. Dunya is a place of test. If everything had to become clear as daylight, that a person has made a certain sacrifice, then this is the reward. A person has performed salah, then this is the benefit. And he can see it in as broad daylight, like how he goes back to his shop and he can count what's the turnover like and work out what he earned. So like that he performed on salah, he can go see now, okay, how much the risk increased. Then there's no test left in dunya. This is Darul Imtihan. So this is a place where a person will make amal, but what is coming in return of that amal, it's happening, but it's not necessarily in the scene. It'll happen in dunya also. That barakat will come also, but it is not necessary he'll be able to link it. And I did this, and this is what happened. I did this, and that is what happened. And a person should never regard even any minute action as insignificant. Allah Ta'ala's grace may come on any particular thing. Bayezid Bustami after he passed away, somebody saw him in a dream. Now the dream is not any shari proof, but they are true dreams as well. There's an indication in the dream. So he asked him, how did things go with you? Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala forgave me. So he says, on what did your forgiveness come? So he says, all those big, big kitabs that I wrote and whatever else, everything got left one side. All the other things, work and service of deen, everything got left one side. So on what did your maghfirat take place? He said, I was told that one night when you came home, so as you came to your house, you saw this little kitten which was shivering in the cold. So you took pity on it and you picked it up and brought it inside. And you gave it some place close by your bed and you warmed it. And you made it comfortable. You had done that only for our pleasure. There was nobody else, there was no other motive. We have accepted that and today we are making a maghfirat on this. Now this doesn't mean that other things are insignificant or of no benefit, na'uzubillah. But which action might have that special ikhlas in it? We have no idea. Which action Allah Ta'ala would love? We have no idea. We should take advantage of every good opportunity to do whatever we can, whatever good we can. And who knows what might just inshallah get accepted with the grace of Allah Ta'ala. So, when a person is making those sacrifices, sometimes shaitan puts this in the heart and mind that I am losing out. Others seem to be having a merry time. Others seem to be enjoying themselves. I'm really losing out. I'm here, out in the cold, left alone. So how often it happens that a person for dunya, there's an opportunity now in some remote place somewhere, where he's got no friends, he's got nobody, nothing to do, but the salary is very good. So he says, okay, for one year I'm going to go work there. And now he undertakes all the sacrifices. Now he's hearing about what's going on at home, and what's happening, and this function, and the friends have gone out here, but he is looking at what salary he is getting. That is ten times the amount he will get at home. So that makes everything easy for him. All those sacrifices now are easy for him. Why? Because he is seeing what he is getting in return. So we have that conviction, what somebody shows us in front of our eyes, that we cannot trust as much as we can trust what Allah's Rasul has told us. And he has given us the clear promises of Allah Ta'ala for those who sacrifice for the love of Allah Ta'ala, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. They crush their desires and they don't break the command of Allah Ta'ala, what they will get in dunya also. That barakat, that rahmat of Allah Ta'ala that will descend, that tranquility that will come in their hearts, that peace. People chase after this peace and this tranquility in sin. It is like trying to find coolness in fire. 
that a person wants the wants to get the benefit of an air conditioner inside a furnace. It can never happen. It's just all a deception. And as a person gets further and further in it, looking for that same happiness, for that same peace, he's just putting himself deeper into that same furnace, deeper into that fire. His heart is in even more turmoil. Then he is now looking for artificial things to just keep himself going. That can only be artificial. Artificial things are only good to look at. Can't give any benefit. It's only good to look at. The artificial fruit looks excellent. It looks better than the real thing. But it won't fill anybody's stomach. He tries to eat it, he might kill himself. Because it's not meant for eating. It's only meant for looking at. So artificial pleasures can't give anybody pleasure and happiness. It's just all the deception of nafs and shaitan. Happiness, pleasure, tranquility, Allah Ta'ala has kept Allah bi dhikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. That in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, do the hearts get peace. So especially in that time of life, in that youth, when all the temptations from every direction are surrounding a person, whether it is the temptation of lust, whether it is the temptation of intoxicants, whether it is the temptation of other evils of all kinds of looking at all kinds of haram and indulging in all kinds of haram from every direction when this is happening and a person is now steadfast Allah Ta'ala also appreciates this very greatly Allah Ta'ala then blesses this person in dunya also and this is the great bounty for him on the day of qiyamat on the day of Qiyamah, a person will be asked four questions before he can move from the spot he is on. No person will be able to pass this without having answered those four questions. One of the questions is, An umrihi fima afna. That how did he spend his life? Now life is life. Every part of life is life. But yet a second question is separately going to be asked. Wa an shababihi fima abla. That how out of this whole life specifically he spent his youth. He's already being asked about his life. But from that life there's a separate question specifically about the youth. So this is such a valuable period of time. Yes, the challenges may be there. But according to the challenges when a person undertakes those challenges then the rewards are equally great also. The rewards are equally great according to the challenge a person has taken. Now how is a person going to still keep himself safe from all the challenges? Then one is always keeping oneself in the right company. Person will keep himself in good company then that good will pass on to him. Person keeps himself in pious company that piety must rub off on him. Person keeps himself in company of people when it is the time for salah, then they are immediately moving to the masjid. He, it's going to be impossible for him to remain standing alone and let others go. He's going to join him to the masjid. He's in the company of people who are conscious of Allah Ta'ala. They don't want to get involved in haram. And even if he wants to get involved in haram, he's going to be embarrassed to do it in front of people who are refraining from sin. So that good company will keep him online. This is the key. And company is not confined to human company. Company is anything that a person be, makes his company. A book is his company. If it's a good book, it'll be a good company. Otherwise it can become his worst enemy. That phone of his is his company. And Allah forbid that by and large, that phone has become the worst company of a person. Illa mashallah. This has become the worst company of so many people. The worst enemy of so many people. Out there to destroy their deen and in the process destroying their dunya also. Everything is disintegrating, collapsing. Starting off from where? From this phone. So the key issue is the company. And together with that, the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the constant daily zikr of Allah Ta'ala, keeping in the right environments, 
Apart from other things, these few things a person keeps to, inshallah, it becomes very easy to undertake these challenges. Indeed, the challenges are there and they are increasing by the day. But Allah Ta'ala's help is always there. If a person turns to Allah Ta'ala for his help, nothing can come in his way. Shaitan, Allah Ta'ala speaks about the traps of Shaitan. The traps of Shaitan are weak. As serious as it may seem, but if a person turns to Allah Ta'ala, this is nothing. So Allah Ta'ala is now going to bless this person who has spent his youth in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala with this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. And then to finish off on the one more category, inshallah, we'll continue tomorrow. The third category, Allah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, that person whose heart is attached to the masjid, whose heart is attached to the masjid, that he has to leave the masjid obviously for his work, for whatever he has to do, he has to go home, he has to spend time with his family, he will leave the masjid, but his heart is attached to the masjid, just now will be salah time again, he's looking at his watch every now and again. He's gone home after Isha, he's putting his alarm in good time, so that he can make it back to the masjid for fajr. And not just so that he can just make it when the imam is now saying the second salam, but he's trying to make it before time so he can make it for his takbir ula. His heart is attached to the masjid. His love for the masjid, his attachment to the masjid is an indication of his attachment to Allah Ta'ala. Majnoon, Layla Majnoon stories, you might have all heard many times. So he used to, one poem of his, you say, Amurru ala diyari diyari layla, uqabbilu zal jidari wa zal jidara. That I pass through the lanes and the gullies of the, of the neighborhood of layla. And I kiss this wall and that wall. Now he's kissing the walls of all the homes there. Uqabbilu zal jidari wa zal jidara. Somebody sees this person, he's mad. And he was called Majnoon in any case. So he's kissing these walls. So now he replied to them. He says, Oh, ma hubbu diari shagafna kalbi. There's nothing in this wall. The wall, I don't love the wall. The wall got nothing to do with me. But it is the love of the one that's living between these walls. The love of the one that is within these walls, as a result, I'm kissing these walls. It is the love of Allah Ta'ala that puts a person, makes a person get attached to the house of Allah Ta'ala. And as a result, though he's outside the masjid, his heart is in the masjid. Unfortunately, when we are in the masjid, then too our heart is outside. Person is in the masjid, he is in his salah, he is in his sajda sometimes. And he's scoring goals and he's hitting sixes and whatever else Allah forbid. And worse than that, when a person doesn't save himself from looking at haram outside the masjid, he comes inside the house of Allah Ta'ala, those filthy pictures are still in his mind in sajda also. So how far away then he is from Allah Ta'ala? So a person, وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ So a person whose heart is attached to the masjid, can it be said that he is going to ever miss one salah? His heart is in the masjid. So obviously he is fulfilling all his five times salah with jama'ah, and a person who is conscious of his salah, then he will be conscious about the rest of deen to a greater extent. When he's conscious about performing his salah correctly and properly. So this becomes again the means for a person to gain this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. That he will gain the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala when people will be almost drowning in their own perspiration. So this Mubarak month of Ramadan Allah Ta'ala has given us to bring this whole deen in our lives. This taqwa is the whole deen that our salah also comes in order and not just something by the way like getting a, a burden off our head one is to perform the salah person is performing it but well just get it off the head you have to do it now so just get it done the person now is in some employment he is not wanting to do it but now if he doesn't do it he won't get his pay he just has to do it no to do it out of love for Allah Ta'ala <clears throat> Allah Ta'ala is my creator, my sustainer, my nourisher. Everything is from Allah Ta'ala. 
And I owe everything to Allah Ta'ala. And my creator has called me to come back and acknowledge my servitude to him. So now to come to the house of Allah Ta'ala with that love, with that eagerness. So now a person whose heart is attached to the masjid, he's fulfilling all these commands of Allah Ta'ala, then his dunya also becomes a place of peace for him, a place of serenity for him, and what is in the akhirat is beyond imagination. So this Mubarak month has come for us to bring this whole deen in our lives, our ibadat also, get our mu'amalat, our monetary dealings in order, our mu'asharat, our social lives in order, our interaction with our families, with our neighbors, with the rest of our extended families, and our akhlaq and our character to come in accordance to the sunnah of Rasulullah This is what this taqwa is all about. Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq and all of us wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah. Recite the Ruchri. It is reported in the Hadith Sharif that a person who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this refers to is that with the barakat of this daily recitation of the Kalima, inshallah Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of doing those amal that will bring him this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. In other words, he'll get the tawfiq of being obedient to Allah Ta'ala, of fulfilling all the commands of Allah Ta'ala, the tawfiq of refraining from sin. So this is the barakat when this is done regularly and daily. This is now done collectively here as part of encouragement, but this is something to be done daily. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. When saying La ilaha, you'll imagine that all the ghayrullah, everything besides Allah Ta'ala, all the evils, all the temptations, all the haram, all the filth in our hearts, Everything has been taken and thrown out. And illallah, there is this nur that is settling in our hearts, which is coming in, which is the love of Allah Ta'ala. And it's brightening and illuminating the heart. <coughs> La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala Alayhi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabihi Wa Ashabihi Wa Baraka Wa Sallama Tasliman Kathiran Kathira Ya Rabbi Salli Wa Sallim Daiman Abada Ala Habibika Khayril Khalqi Kullihimi Jazallahu Anna Nabiyana Muhammadan Sallallahu Alayhi Wa Sallam بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم 
दिल मेरा हो जाए एक मैदान हूँ तू ही तू हो तू ही तू हो तू ही तू गैर से बिल्कुल ही उठ जाए नजर तो ही तू आए नजर देखू जिधर और मेरे तन में बजाए आबो गिल दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल नफ्सो शैता दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबाह हे मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूँ मैं तेरी पनाह मुझसा खल्क में कोई नहीं गो बद किरदार नामा सिया तो भी मगर गफ्फार है यार अब बख्श दे मेरे सारे गुनाह अब तो रहे बस तादम आखिर विरदे जबाए मेरे इला recite allah 100 times in this manner with this in mind that just as we have a tongue in the mouth that saying allah is a tongue in the heart that is also saying allah and everything around us is saying allah and this noor is coming into the heart which is the love of allah taala which is brightening the heart मकुन 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہو ولکا الشکر کلہو اللہم لا نحسی ثناء علیک انتکما اثنیت علا نفسک اللہم لکا الحمد حمدا دائما مع دوامک ولکا الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودک ولکا الحمد حمدا لا منتہا له دون مشیتک ولکا الحمد حتى ترضا ولکا الحمد بعد الرضا اللہم لکا الحمد کما تحب و ترضا عدد ما تحب و ترضا اللہم لکا الحمد ملء السماوات وملء الارض وملء ما بینهما وملء ما شئت من شئ بعد جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمدا صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہله یا ربی صلی وسلم دائما ابدا على حبیبک خیر الخلق کلہمی اللہم صلی على سیدنا محمد کلما ذکره الذاکرون وصلی على سیدنا محمد کلما غفل عن ذکره الغافلون ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرین یا اللہ یا اللہ یا اللہ we are your most sinful servants یا اللہ یا اللہ we are full in first from head to toe یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ every lump of ours is soiled in filth and sin یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ we can only turn to you for forgiveness یا اللہ یا اللہ we have no other door to go to یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ forgive all our sins یا اللہ یا اللہ forgive all our major and minor sins یا اللہ یا اللہ forgive the sins we did deliberately and mistakenly یا اللہ الہ العالمین we have no way else to go go to ya allah ya allah we have only your door ya allah ya allah on this mubarak night we have come to you alone ya allah ya allah we have turned to you alone ya allah ya allah whatever we are we are your slaves ya allah ya allah whatever we are we are your servants ya allah ya allah whatever we are with the ummahs of your rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah ya allah out of your love for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah forgive us ya allah ya allah forgive all our sins ya allah ya allah forgive our families ya allah forgive our relatives ya allah forgive our friends ya allah ya allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah forgive the ummah ya allah ya allah forgive the ummah ya allah ya allah show your maghfirat on the ummah ya allah ya allah show your rahmat on the ummah ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah do not deprive us of your mercy ya allah Allah, do not deprive us of your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen will be totally destroyed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, there will be nobody to be able to do anything for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you shower your mercy upon us, Ya Allah. Shower your mercy upon our families, Ya Allah. Shower your mercy upon the entire ummah of 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, if you forgive us, Ya Allah, there is nobody to ask you why you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are indeed not deserving of anything, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are indeed deserving of the worst punishment, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, your mercy is greater, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, your mercy is greater than all our sins, Ya Allah. Your forgiveness is greater than all our sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, one drop of your forgiveness, Ya Allah, is enough to wipe out our whole ocean of sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are begging for the shower of your maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, shower down your maghfirat upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, shower down your rahmat upon us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, your pious servants are gathered here, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, they are old people here among us, Ya Allah. Allah, they are little children who are masoom among us, Ya Allah. Allah, they are ulamai kiram among us, Ya Allah. Allah, they are hufaze kiram among us, Ya Allah. Allah, we have no idea which makbul servant among us, Ya Allah. With the barakat of all these people, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, do not deprive anyone of us, Ya Allah. Allah, do not deprive anyone of us, Ya Allah. We are not worthy of anything, Ya Allah. We have done nothing that we can present to you, Ya Allah. Allah, all we have done and all we have got, Ya Allah, is false and sins, Ya Allah. Allah, all we have is broken things, Ya Allah. But you are most kareem, Ya Allah. Kareem is that being that gives those who are not deserving, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are most ghafoor and rahim, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are sattar and ghaffar, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, you are zaljalali wal ikram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are hannan and mannan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, show your mercy upon us, Ya Allah. Show your maghfirat upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not deprive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, keep us steadfast and sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Allah, keep us safe from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us safe from the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, keep our youth safe from the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, make each one shabun nashafi ibadatillahi azza wa jal, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make every young person to become the one that's growing up in your obedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save the men of the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive the women of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, this ummah is straight so far away, Ya Allah. Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, made so much of effort, Ya Allah. He undertook so much of sacrifices, Ya Allah. He made his Mubarak teeth shaheed, Ya Allah. Blood flowed out of his Mubarak face, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, he tied stones to his belly, Ya Allah. He saw his family members being mercilessly persecuted, Ya Allah. He saw his sahaba becoming shaheed, Ya Allah. And all this he tolerated so that we could have iman, Ya Allah. So that we could take your name, Ya Allah. But how far we have strayed from his Mubarak path, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive this major crime of ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring us back onto the way of life of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, enable us to live the life of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ilahul alamin ya Allah bring us on sirat mustaqim ya Allah and keep us on sirat mustaqim ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah ya Allah enable us to perform every salah with takbir ula ya Allah Allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah enable us to fulfill the salah in such a way that you are pleased with us ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah enable us to fulfill all the ibadat correctly ya Allah Allah give us the love of salah ya Allah Allah give us the love of the tilawat of the Quran sharif ya Allah Enable us to recite the Quran Sharif day and night, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the sweetness of your zikr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give us the ecstasy of dua, Ya Allah. Let us forever be talking to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the sweetness of ibadat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the pleasure of the work of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, accept us for the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Accept our families and progenies for the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, till our last breath, keep us in the effort of deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat and kabooliyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who are making the foot of deen in whichever line, Ya Allah. Allah, you accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. All those who are on the line of haq, Ya Allah. You accept it and make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make it a means of attaining your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant ikhlas and afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, in this Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us this great wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, full of our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Full of our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Let us live our life with taqwa, Ya Allah. Put taqwa in our eyes, Ya Allah. Put taqwa in our ears, Ya Allah. Put taqwa on our tongues, Ya Allah. Put taqwa on our hands and feet, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, purify our hearts of all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the pride from
Allah. Allah. Remove the malice and jealousy from our hearts, Allah. Allah. Remove all the evils from our hearts, Allah. Remove the love of the ego from our hearts, Allah. Remove the love of wealth from our hearts, Allah. Allahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka hubbak. Allahumma inna nasaluka hubbak. Wa hubba man yuhibbuk. Wal amal alladhi yuballighuna hubbak. Allahumma jal hubbaka ahabba ilayna min anfusina wa ahlina wa min al-ma'il barid. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. You fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with the muhabbat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, fill our hearts with the muhabbat of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us ikhlas and sincerity, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us tawakkul, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us inabat and ruju, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, grant us yaqeen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us yaqeen, kamil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us complete conviction in all your promises, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, grant us conviction in all your, Ya Allah, your warnings as well, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, don't leave us to ourselves, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't leave us to ourselves, Ya Allah. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata'in. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata'in. اللهم لا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين فإنك إن تكلنا إلى أنفسنا تكلنا إلى ضعف وذنب وعورة وخطيئة يا الله don't leave us to ourselves يا الله يا الله we become the muscles of nafs and shaitan يا الله Allahul Alamin, keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Keep our families in your protection, Ya Allah. Allah, keep our relatives and friends in your protection, Ya Allah. Allah, protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, make our complete Islam and Taskiyah, Ya Allah. Allah, make our complete Islam and Taskiyah, Ya Allah. Allah, purify us completely, Ya Allah. Allah, when we leave this etikaf, Ya Allah, and when this month of Ramadan leaves us, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, let us be such people, Ya Allah, that have become your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. That our akhlaq has come right, Ya Allah. Our mu'amalat has come right, Ya Allah. Our mu'asharat has come right, Ya Allah. Our ibadat has come right, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us those kind of servants who you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those kind of servants who are giving comfort to the heart of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, we have given too much of pain to his mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, through our ill deeds, we have caused so much of taklif to his mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us now those servants who will bring comfort to his mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, Ya Allah, make that complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Allah raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant them Jannatul Firdaus, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Allah, take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make our qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the azab of the qabr, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the azab of the qabr, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the azab of the qabr, Ya Allah. Allah, make our qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah let him be happy to see us on that day, ya Allah. Let him embrace us on that day, ya Allah. Allah let us have the beautiful water of kawsar from his mubarak hand, ya Allah. Allah save us from being among those who Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam look at them and say, Suhkan, Suhkan. Then get away from here. What did you do after I left? Allahul Alameen, there will be nobody to save us on that day then, ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, ya Allah grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, ya Allah. Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who are living, Ya Allah, give barakat in their lives, barakat in their health. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us a tawfiq of earning Jannat through serving them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Rabbi rhabuhuma kama rabbayana sigara. Rabbi rhabuhuma kama rabbayana sigara. Rabbi rhabuhuma kama rabbayana sigara. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are ill, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of the illness, Ya Allah. Allah, give them complete strength and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who are in financial difficulties, remove their difficulties, afiyat, Ya Allah. Those who are in debts, make the easy payments of their debts possible, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who are in anxiety, worries, depression, Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Fill their hearts with peace and happiness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, whatever difficulties the entire ummah is facing, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the difficulties of the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the poverty from the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the oppression from the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the oppression from the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the oppression from the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give them hidayat also, Ya Allah. Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, totally annihilate them, Ya Allah. Allahumma khudhum akhda azizim muqtadir. Allahumma khudhum akhda azizim muqtadir. Allahumma 